Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Dynasty Queens. And I have the beautiful Leah J. You guys, today's episode of Dynasty Queens was brought to you by our official sponsor, Fashion Nova. So check up on all the latest really cool fall fashions. Make sure you get your wardrobe in check. It's 40% off. Make sure you scan the QR code here at the bottom of the screen. Let's do it. Hey, Fashion Nova. So today's guest, you guys, we have the beautiful Angel Jones. Welcome, Angel. How you doing, girl? Thank you so much. I am, man, I am blessed and healthy and just really excited to be awesome. here. <laughs> yes. We are really excited to have For you. Sure. Welcome to Dynasty Queens. Um, so we make this uh, open um comfortable forum for our guests. So Angel, getting right into it, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? So I'm from Chicago, South Side of Chicago specifically. Okay. And um I'm super I always represent Chicago because I feel like we have a bad representation a lot in the media. So I always want to make sure you all know that I am from Chicago, but I was born in Augusta, Georgia, but I was only there long enough until I was healthy a couple months old to move to Chicago and have been here ever since. <laughs> wow. Gotcha. Nice. Yes. Awesome. So, so from humble beginnings um, in Augusta, family to Chicago. So tell us about what it is like, uh, what you, what is it that you do and how you got into your industry with finance and stuff? Awesome. So I'm glad I was like, should I elaborate more? Or should I just elaborate? <laughs> but um, so, yeah, I um, started in business development when I was just 13. Surprisingly, I started uh, volunteering for a nonprofit organization right on the south side of Chicago called Fishing Buddies. And Fishing Buddies, they were a nonprofit that helped kids learn about environmental science. So we were teaching them about fishing and boating and water quality and recycling, stuff that Black kids in the city were not doing. Um, so it was pretty much like a, a very different culture, different environment for me. And then I got hired by that company when I was 15. And um, I stayed with that same company until I was 22. So I literally just grew in business development, working for that company, being mentored by the leadership there. And I'm just so grateful for that experience. And as I have been growing, I got married to my high school sweetheart when I was 18. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It was, like, so it was like a, I thought it was like a living a fairy tale, right? But then um, our marriage tragically ended and um, he committed suicide when I was 19. So a couple months before my 20th birthday. And in that process, I realized that I had to, I knew that I could start and grow a business, but I didn't know how to manage money. And so um, he passed, of course, and we had no money. The life insurance didn't pay out um, because of the suicide. So it really helped me to understand not just business development, because I knew that, of course, working since I was 15 in the, in, with the company. But when I when he passed away, it really opened my eyes to financial literacy and how money works and and being able to collaborate with others so I could accomplish a goal. So I had to come up with about $7,000 in about four weeks so I could bury him. And I feel like that really helped catapult my entire career and drive along with, of course, the marriage ending because I couldn't have children 
um, with him. And so we were, of course, battling that as well at the end of our marriage. And the marriage was actually coming to an end anyway when he passed away. So it was just a lot of things that really helped me to see who I was and look in the mirror and say, okay, who is Angel? What do you really want to do with your life now that you've lost your best friend and everybody's blaming you for it? What are you going to do next? Like, what is your what is your big step? So when that happened, it really helped me to have to find myself. And then I met my son's dad and I got pregnant. So after after so many attempts and failing with my first husband, um, and then of course after he passed and I met my son's dad and he kind of like brought me back to life and I was blessed with my son Golden. I named him Golden because he is my golden boy. He's a, a you know miracle baby. And he helped me see that I'm stronger than I new and smarter than I thought. And I could accomplish whatever I set my mind to as long as I just keep God first and stay focused. So that's how Golden Angel Management was born. And I just help ambitious business owners get some clarity and structure in their sales department so we can make economic impact. And I transitioned into selling life insurance and I made it to the top 10% in the region in that when I was 25. So it was really... That was my beginning. That was a long way of me telling you. <laughs> that, that, that was really good. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it seems like so many obstacles that you had to face. Um, I guess perseverance is the best word. The first thing that comes to mind, right? It's like, wow, that's that's um, very heavy. Oh, yeah. It was heavy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was tough. Of, of course, when it first happened, I, when me being so young, I was only 19. Mm -hmm. Um, when all of this happened, but we were high school sweethearts. Right. So everybody we went to high school knew of us. And we were like that couple, right? Mm -hmm. That was like, you know, posting. And they were like, everybody's like goals. But when everything happened, it was just a lot of pressure for me. But I feel like in life, we have to be able to um, lean on our support system and have what I like to call our core five people. So like what really helps me to stay resilient and teach my clients resilience as they're on an entrepreneurial journey is to have these five people in your life to keep you on the path of growth. Then the first person is your goal you. This person is like 10 to 20 years older than you and they really are the picture of success for what you believe success is in all four areas. So like, you know, your purpose and your spirituality, your career and money, your love and relationships, your um relationships and love so like all areas they are like that picture perfect for you and then the second person is your mentor like your coach someone who can help take you to your next level so they've accomplished essentially what you would like to accomplish in life and then the third person is your peer somebody who's on your same level they they aren't the person you go to for advice but they keep you sane. they keep you remembering like i'm not crazy these feelings are normal and um then you're Fourth person is your mentee. You need to pull somebody up. You are someone's inspiration. You are someone's motivation. So you get your mentee to help you on your journey to remember where you are, but also push you forward to where you're going. And the last person is your spiritual guide. Somebody who you really want to keep focus on and keep you grounded on your core values, your core morals. Somebody who is going to keep you in alignment with who you are. So, because we can get astray sometimes. So, I feel like resilience is so important. But without those core five people to keep you grounded and keep you focused, then it's going to be challenging. <laughs> More challenging. To say the least, right? I agree. Wow. I did want to just also, just <laughs> real quick, just praise you real quick and just thank God for you. Oh. You you are definitely an angel. And 
I feel like our community definitely needs, you know, financial advice, you know, advice and stuff. There's so many people in debt and a lot of young people, especially young black people don't know the first steps to saving, investing and just growing, have that financial growth. So bless you. Yeah. I think it's good too. You know, I know that you had an unfortunate circumstance that kind of propelled you into your purpose mm -hmm. actually, but like she's saying, um, more of our people do need to have a sense of awareness of financial literacy. Yes. You know, um, I, I relate to you because I come from a financial service background before I got into entertainment. So I just seeing all sides of it, I felt like a lot of people in my family didn't have um, the necessary tools available at the time. So what do you think? Um, because I feel like in our school system today. They're not teaching the basics of what people need to know to succeed. What do you think are some principles that need to be taught? And at what age should we start teaching kids about financial literacy, how to start saving, you know, what life insurance is, what annuities are? How do you, what's the age to start, you know, putting that on our, our children? I'm so glad you asked that because I homeschooled my son. Um, so Golden it has been homeschooled since he was in second grade. He's in third grade now. So I just started, but I started teaching him about money as soon as he started asking me to buy something. So as soon as a child can ask you to buy something that costs money, that's when they should start learning about financial literacy. Um, and for him, that was three years old. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, so at three years old, um, that's when I, you know, started teaching him um, what money is, mm -hmm. you know, what, how do we buy things? And it just starts with the basics. And one of the things that I really believe in is if you cannot explain something at the level that a child could understand it, then you aren't really an expert in it. So I uh, pride myself on breaking down business development, entrepreneurship, and financial literacy in a way that a child can understand it. And it's so funny, when I made it to the top 10% in the region in insurance sales, I practiced on my son who was five at the time. So I'm like, if I can teach life insurance to a five-year-old, then I know I can teach it to adults <laughs> and we can keep it super simple. So that's the, um, that's the answer. I would say you should begin teaching children about financial literacy when they're able to understand that they want you to buy something for them, because that is the beginning steps of understanding economics. And then, um, when it comes to, I'm sorry, what was the second question? It that was, was pretty much the main question is like, what's the age to start teaching our children about financial literacy? Like when, you know, when to start teaching them. And then all the second part was in the school system, what do you think is missing? Like what curriculum are, what could they add to what curriculum to kind of get kids on the right track opposed to just teaching them language, you know, and history and stuff like that. Like the things that will actually help them in life. What do you think is a, a subject they should add or include into the curriculum? Um, so, of course, for me, it's entrepreneurship. <laughs> um, I, and that's one of the main reasons that I decided to homeschool my son, mm -hmm. uh, because I really wanted to teach him that. Um, so there was a meme. It all starts back with me seeing this meme on Facebook. It was a meme that had students lined up like they were clearly ch children, like small children with backpacks on, but they were small plants with uh and, and ironically going back to my environmental background right that this is all related to plants but um so the children were lined up and uh going into the classroom and the teacher was at the classroom door mm -hmm. and the teacher was a large tree of course but was just the stump the, the the leaves were cut off 
and they and the teacher had the axe in hand and the students were still you know small trees with the leaves but the axe was there to show once they go into this classroom the teacher's gonna cut off your axe cut off your trees and that's when i mean cut off your leaves and that's when i was like yep I don't want my child in a, in a traditional school setting simply because school teaches us how to think in a box. School teaches us structure. School teaches us things that allows us to limit our possibilities and how we solve problems and how we can critically think about things. So I feel like critical thinking, I guess if I had to be more specific in a broader way, is critical thinking skills. I feel like school really teaches us how to be obedient and how to follow rules, which is a great thing, yes. However, I wanted to show my son entrepreneurship and homeschooling because I didn't want him to be limited to, you have to learn what the teacher tells you. Our curriculum is, is expansive here. Like we may do financial literacy today. We might talk, we may not go, um, we may go outside and have class tomorrow. So it's like, right. we, we you know keep things diverse here. And then second, we create the curriculum. So, of course, my son learns reading, writing, math, history, art, things. But I also want him to understand financial literacy. He understands credit. My son is eight. And he could probably tell you more about credit than a 28-year-old, right? So, it's like I really want to make sure that we emphasize the importance of knowing what exactly is in our school system curriculum in your district and making sure we're intentional about knowing what that information is and then going over it with your child to see what are you really learning and if that's what I want you to know. Because I don't know what you're, not just teachers, so let me add that to you, not just what the teacher's teaching, but the other students in the classroom, they teach your kids too. So the influences that we get about financial literacy, about what we should learn, and also just like, how the school system is as a whole in terms of teaching us to be in a classroom, raise your hand if you want to use the bathroom, raise your hand for you to do anything outside of what I'm telling you to do right now. That's just something that I just don't agree with in a sense of a foundation for learning. Like I want my child to be able to open his mind, expand what he thinks is possible, believe in himself and love others, but not feel so constricted to the laws of just this classroom at this desk, if that makes sense. For sure. It really does. Right. Miss sure. <laughs> Angel, I, you, I, I know you probably have a book or, or the works of a children's book because if you if you don't have a book, you need to write a children's book on financial literacy. Seriously, you definitely do. Yeah, for sure. Because I don't think there's well, anything on the market like that. So. <laughs> Well, there there are a couple things because I use them to teach golden, and I thank you so much for that compliment. I just um, I utilize I so I started learning about it. I didn't know there was until I started researching, and there are a lot of black owned companies that teach your kids financial literacy. One that I really love is Sense Two Cents, and it's like S E N S E the number two C E N T S, and they teach your child you know about money in terms of banking, what's a for profit, what's a non for profit bank, and I they they have flash cards, board games. It's it's really great um, that I would recommend. They this is not sponsored. They not paying me to say this. It's just, I use it. Um, I'm all about integrity, as you all know. Golden Angel Management being the um, the basis for everything that we do, uh, that I do at least with, of course, me and my son Golden and I coming together to make a legacy. Um, I started the Golden Angel Parenting Group on Facebook to help other parents who were on their journey. Because when I was, I became a mom when I was 22, 18 days after my 22nd birthday, I was a mom and I didn't know what to do, right? Like I, I didn't know this was something that was possible. So yeah. when I was uh, uh, in that journey, 
I really was like, who? I know there's other moms who are kind of like me who don't know what to do, but I learned. I read a lot of books. I make sure that I invested, like I said, my core five. So one of those five people are an amazing mom. Like they, they, I was like, I need someone who's great at being a mom. So my, thank God for my sis, shout out to sister Renee Bradley, um, with, uh, Bradley real estate. And she really helped me to know like, okay, this is cause she homeschools her kids. And so I'm like, if I had a blueprint for what I want success to look like as a parent, what would that look like? It was Renee. So um, she taught me like, okay, the homeschooling laws in my state, what to do, what, what books to go to. So, I would say research what's in your neighborhood. Find someone in your neighborhood or community who can help guide you in the process. And it'll really help things a lot. <laughs> you don't have to leave it at the wheel. That's some good words of advice. Yes. Angel is schooling us, you guys. She's really in a very um, blunt but useful and needed way, letting us know what it is. And I agree Like with the, the school system. I do feel there is a lack. Do you think, okay, so... Let's say for the parent out there that, you know, is um, stormed with work and they don't have the tools or necessities to homeschool their child. Like, what are some things they can do? You know, their kid has to go to the public school system or go through the public school system. What are some things they can do in their free time to kind of like quickly put their kid on game about, hey, this is credit. This is what saving means. This is what interest is. Or, you know, what are some tools they can use? The ones who don't have that resource of homeschooling. So I would say, um, let's look at how much time you do have. So if you work it down to five, yes, because I mean, that was me for many years. I worked nine to six. So you have about three hours after your day, right? And sit and, and don't do too much time because they're children, yeah. right? They have a short attention span. So no longer than 15 minutes should you be spending on anything, to be honest. Um, and look up, uh, again, like organizations like the Sense to Sense, use flashcards and I guess the biggest thing, the first step is to you educate yourself because yeah. I can't lie. I didn't know about it. I didn't grow up learning about financial literacy. I fell forward. It wasn't until I didn't have a lot of money to where I was like, okay, how does money work for real? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what is this really happening? How do we make money grow? People say invest. I didn't even know what a 401k was. I'm like, mm -hmm. everybody's saying that, but I don't know what that is for real. So I had to educate myself. So I went to the library and I bought the Investing, Dumb Investing for Dummies book. I bought the um, Money for Suckers book. So these are some things you guys can look up if you're watching. Uh, Investing for Dummies and then Don't Be a Sucker is another one that's really teaching. And then, of course, attorney Ernest Fenton just released a book called um, The Level Up Guide to Asset Protection. Matter of fact. Okay, I'm sorry. I had to make sure I got it for y'all. It's a visual, yes. I love it. Yes. So uh, this is attorney Ernest Fenton's uh, level up guide to asset protection to, to help parents and family members. So you all can learn because we're all doing this to leave a legacy. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have your trust in place, your assets properly done by an attorney, uh, you won't leave a legacy. The legacy is going to go to the government. So yeah. um, I would say educate yourself first and you can do things like, um, you know, go to the library, see, go to the financial literacy section. The librarian will help you because trust me, I didn't know. So I just asked the, the person at the library. I'm like, OK, I don't know about money. Where do you have books about it? And they direct me, directed me. So um, don't be afraid to ask questions. So that's the second thing. So educate yourself. Don't be afraid to ask questions. And then see how much time you truly have to dedicate to whatever. And I would say create, for me, 
and and this I'm not a education, I'm not a teacher or anything. I just this is my experience, y'all. Okay. Right. Just, y'all will work for me and I hope it work for you too. I just ask myself, what do I really want Golden to know? I'm like, what if I if I something happened to me in the next 10 years, what would I want Golden to know? And I'm like, okay, well, I want him to know how to save money. I want him to well not to save, because that's a whole other thing. Y'all we can have another a whole other interview about what I feel money, but um what would I feel he, um, what I want him to know in terms of investing? What would I want him to know in terms of him knowing how to start a business? What would I want him to know in terms of uh, managing his money, having that ma- that discipline in terms of financial discipline? So I just asked myself, what do I want him to know? And so that's kind of what guided me to what books to get, what questions to ask myself so I can answer them so that I can teach it to him. So I guess it's asking yourself the right questions of what do you want your child to know? And then put those into some bullet points and then find a book for each bullet point. So for me, it was investment, business ownership, and um, of course, protecting his money. So that's when I, I got a book for each one and then it kind of grew from there. I like that. I feel like there's really no excuse, um, even for folks that do work, you know, those nine to fives to just take a little bit of time and really think about the things that if you're gone or, you know, what does your child need to know in order to be successful? Um, I have another, well, kind of like a question for you. So I know that you also deal with life insurance. Um, For people of color, sometimes it's really hard to ask our adult aging parents, hey, what you what do you have? Like, what you got? Where's the will? Where's the life insurance? Without them thinking that you're trying to kill them off. And that's not what it is. You just want to make sure that when the time comes, you know what to do. So what are some tips that you would give to some families um, that are maybe like, you know, have adult children in their 30s <laughs> and aging parents? Um, what's the conversation like? What should we be saying to our adult parents? Um, I'm so glad you asked this because I was raised by my, by my uh, grandparents. So I was adopted when I was eight by my grandparents. Oh, wow. And okay. So my parents are uh, were born in the 40s and 50s. And um, we had just had this conversation. So what I would say, uh, and I do want to say I'm not a life insurance agent anymore. Okay. Um, I was, but I am a referral agent and now I'm a business development strategist. So I just gotcha. help people start and grow businesses. But I still, of course... Work in sales. So I help you grow your sales if you have a business, but it's all about the approach. So think about where you are when you are asking this question and how you ask it. So, of course, it's all about like when we are like having a good time at a party, everybody's drunk. This isn't the time to brag. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Right. Um, and then, like, if we're out, like, at a restaurant or something like that, this may not be the time mm-hmm. to bring it up because they, you know, that's something that's kind of private, especially with the older. Uh, a lot of times, the older generation, that's that's private information, right? So we want to be, we want to think about where we are when we ask, and then our approach. So the approach should be coming from a place of love. Okay, so never just say, "So what's your assets, Mama?" Like, don't, <laughs> let's, not go, let's not be that blunt. So you can always address it from love and this is how how i define addressing it with love so you say well mom i love you and i know that you love me and i want to make sure that you're taken care of just like you made sure i was taken care of my whole life and i'm learning a lot right now about protecting what's important to us and making sure that we leave a legacy and i know that's important to you too right they're most likely going to say yes so 
when they say yes, you say, I'm so glad you said that leaving a legacy was important to you. So repeat back what they said. Mm -hmm. And then you say, do you have any plan in place? So if something happened to you, what will happen with the assets that you worked so hard to take care of? And let them answer the question. So we don't want to come off like super aggressive, super assertive. We want to make sure we're in a great environment. The approach is coming from love and that they can tell you first because they may already have a plan that you just don't know right. about. You don't want to assume that they don't have anything. So you just want to ask and let them tell you. And then whatever they say, then you just work from there and make sure you already have your, um, you know, your um, family attorney or your insurance agent or whoever that you know that person is to handle your affairs already ready yeah. so that way you don't have to have more time scrambling because then they, that's going to give them more time to change their mind about addressing this issue right, right, right. <laughs> so that's my suggestion. That. that's a really good way i think to lead you know um because sometimes it can be really difficult to have those conversations with you know within our 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 group yes, of people. So exactly. I really appreciate that insight there. I'll definitely keep that. Let mind. me know what y'all. Let me know what y'all say. What's your parents say when you ask? <laughs> you no, know, my parents are boomers, so I, you know, we've actually had these discussions um, as of late. My parents are aging. Uh, my mom is, uh, you know, worried about the future, especially with just being my brother. So we have actively been talking about these things and coming together with my brother and we'll have that adult conversation. So, you know, as long as there's awareness, you know, once you get to that point and your parents, I feel like it has to go both ways. Like your parents have to be aware of, you know, the inevitable and then also you have to be aware to come together as well. You know what I mean? To just have a mature yes. conversation about the future as well. And that's yeah. all it is. It is a mature conversation, I feel. I feel if they're not willing to do that much, then I mean, Right. <laughs> so, hey, I just know. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, for sure. Miss Angel, I did have a question. You are just, you're so full of knowledge and just the words, everything is just hitting. And it's, you know, I'm really retaining a lot of what you're telling us and everything. And um, being on our platform, do you also, um, do you do uh, seminars or do you have your own podcast that you, you know, give information and knowledge to other people? Yes. So I'm releasing my podcast. Your Golden Angel podcast is going to be uh, released in December on Christmas. Um, so I decided to do this literally August 1st. So <laughs> I'm the type of person when I have an idea or someone. So this was actually an idea that was brought to me by my business partner. Um, and he was like, you need a podcast. And so I'm like, OK, so we went out to the podcast summit and I really want to make sure that I bridge the gap for ambitious entrepreneurs on your journey from personal development to professional development. So that's what my podcast is all about. So we talk about motherhood, parenthood in general, because I know it's going to be some fathers. Uh, we talk about entrepreneurship. We talk about all the different trials and tribulations that come with entrepreneurship. And we help you bridge the gap between knowing that your inner world is going to be reflected in your outer world in terms of your growth. So your business will only grow to the level that you do. Um, so yes, I do have the podcast released in December, but until then you all can join the golden angel business group on Facebook. It is free for now uh, where we have free sales trainings every month, free seminars. I go live in there to give live trainings and help everybody in the group to really address the issues in their business that they're having right now. And sometimes a lot of the times actually, 
it's not necessarily the business that's problems. It's their personal lives that interfere with the business. So we get real up in there because I always am very transparent <laughs> about my journey. And even just on my Instagram, my Facebook, I go live there every day as well. And, um, you know, I'm very transparent about my journey. And, you know, I am a single mom. Um, I'm not married. And um, I literally have transitioned through this homeschooling life. So I literally, you know, just give tips and tools for the mompreneurs or the single dads who are also growing their business to give you guys some insight on what you can do, some tips and strategies to help you go to your next level. I love that. I love the energy. I love how passionate you seem to be about helping other people get on the right path um, to success. Um, the whole concept of like building generational wealth in our community is something we've been talking about for maybe the past 15, 20 years or so, but it's really about implicating it and having leaders like yourself that are taking the next step of actually being a martyr for the cause, for black financial literacy, for people of color to really be like, hey, here it is. This is what we need to do. So we commend you for it. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah, Yeah. we hope that our platform here at Dynasty, which is growing tremendously, Mm -hmm. will be a (laughs) great stepping stone to help you get to that next level. So I love it. (laughs) Yay. You know, that's what we're here for, to help um, people, the rising stars of tomorrow, their voices be heard. Um, so has your, has your child, um, voiced any opinions since they know about like credit and how to work with money? Like, what do they want to do since you're like in the homeschooling process and teaching them about entrepreneurship? What are some things that your child is thinking about doing like in the future? So of course he's still a child, so he wants to be a gamer, um, (laughs) but but that's an entrepreneur. So I'm, I'm all for it. Um, I definitely challenge him. Um, to expand his knowledge and skill set around gaming. So I'm like, I know you love playing the game, but, you know, we sat down and wrote down what other skill sets will you have to develop in gaming. So now you have to understand. Now you have to understand video editing. Now you have to understand um, how to edit videos in terms of the production part. So now you know how to edit it, but do you know what platforms to put it on? So I really am challenging him to, you know, take the next steps forward with this and not just thinking, oh, I could just play the game all day and the money's going to come. So because he has that financial background, he has to understand how to monetize. And so um, that's his that's his plan. But um, that was uh, this is also changed. So, of course, his first thing he wanted to do was he wanted to have a uh, cotton candy making business. <laughs> so that was the first one. Then the second one was um, what was oh, he wanted to teach other kids about credit. So, you know, that was my favorite. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that then it changed to, you know, he started doing the Ooh. gaming. But I feel like the biggest thing for me as a, especially as a CEO of a business development firm is to really make sure that we're all in alignment. Yeah. So Golden Angel Management being the foundation for the legacy building with my son golden we have four core values that we keep at the center of everything and they all begin with the letter i because our mantra is it all begins with i and we're big on accountability so you are the problem and the solution to everything in your life right so it all begins with i really reminds us to hold ourselves accountable but also the four core values beginning with the letter i first being integrity so as a sales trainer as a business development working with 
people in different communities. Integrity is at the root of everything I do. I believe that sales is service and service is sales. And then for the second core value is impact. So I told you guys, I started in working in the nonprofit space. So community service is in my heart. It's going to stay in my heart. So I have to make sure that everything we do, we're being a positive impact in our communities to make a difference better than what it was before we got here. And then the third core value is influence because I want to work with people who know their leadership affects the community as a whole. So I want to make sure that you are aware of your influence and making sure you're intentional about using that influence in a positive way. And then the last one, the last core value for us is um, income because everything we do is to help lower the poverty rate. So we help ambitious business owners make more money so they can hire more people to help lower the poverty rate because that's everything of embodying the four core values and you can't measure what you don't track. And in our country, we measure poverty based on income. So we have to make income our core value here. Wonderful. I love that. Golden embodying that is great. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I did do a little research, my dear, and saw that you're a member of Forbes Black. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. That is amazing. So um, I'm very excited um, to be a part of the Forbes Black community because they are a group that really brings Black entrepreneurs and business owners together so we can be impactful. And they it's right in the line with my core values. Mm-hmm. So that I, I, I applied to be in the group. Um, and I was actually um, nervous, um, to be honest, um, because I never did it before. It was I remember I told you guys about those five people. Yeah. So one of my peers, Lita Love, shout out to Success Junkie. Um, she told me, she was like, sis, you'd be great for this. Like, you should go ahead and check out Forbes Black and see if you can get approved and get into it. I'm like, okay. So I did the application process and everything and they approved me. So I am grateful for it. And it's a community for Black entrepreneurs to connect and collaborate for impact. And we can make better decisions to leave a better legacy. As y'all know, that's right up my alley. <laughs> So I would encourage you both, anybody, any Black entrepreneur who has the same core values, definitely apply to be in the Forbes Black community. You guys heard it first from Angel, y'all. That is so exciting. Congratulations yes. on that. That is huge. Thank you. That, Thank you. that is major right there. Um, so with transitioning and getting, you know, these business owners on track, what are some hiccups that you feel a lot of them are encountering along the way? Let's say they started their business maybe a couple months ago and then X, Y, and Z is happening. What's something that's reoccurring that you see that's a struggle for a lot of new, maybe business owners of color that are trying to get their, you know, put off the ground? Um, honestly, it's a lack of self-awareness. Um, so I always say, Uh, one of the main, the first thing you have to be aware of and master as an ambitious business owner is self-awareness. You have to be aware of your strengths, your areas that you still need further growth and development in, how you learn best, how are you motivated best, what environment works best for you and your traumas. A lot of those things you get addressed when you start entrepreneurship because you have to bet on yourself and truly believe that you can. You can succeed. You can win. You will and do deserve to be wealthy, right? So a lot of us, as we're on these entrepreneurial journeys, we are met face-to-face with those traumas, right? And I mean, and and I really have um, encountered 
that self-awareness to be a roadblock that I help my clients get through. So our first week working together, we're talking about your childhood trauma. We're talking about what did you learn about money? We're talking about who was someone that's successful in your environment? How did that look? What did that look like? Um, how do you communicate? Do you understand others? Why are you always angry? Because a lot of that is going to come out when you have to have an uncomfortable conversation with your staff member. Yeah. When you have to have a special talk or meeting, you know, with the with the sponsor or with the vendor partner, right? So I feel like self awareness is actually one of the main roadblocks. The second thing, if I had to give a top three, so first is self awareness. Second thing is just lack of education. Mm -hmm. Um, so when it comes, they just don't know. We're not taught. Well, at least I wasn't taught how to start a business. Like I had to teach myself. I wasn't taught how money works. I had to teach myself. So when I talk about funding, when we talk about credit. We already ruined it because we didn't know, but now we're kind of starting from the bottom, literally under the bottom to start our business and get it funded, get our credit for our business and things like that. So it's it can be overwhelming because we just don't have the education. We don't have we're ignorant to what we should do. And then the third thing I would say is discipline. Yeah. Um, we aren't disciplined. And in order for you to thrive in business, you have to have discipline, commitment and focus. So I define those as discipline being doing the thing you said. I'm sorry. Discipline is because that's commitment. Discipline is deciding what you want now versus what you want most. That's going to keep you disciplined, yes. right? Because now I'll probably want this donut. But what I want most is to be healthy and to have my summer body, right? So <laughs> that's going to keep you disciplined. But committed, you have to be that. Now, that one is deciding um, that. I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do. Even after the mood, I said it and it's gone. I'm committed, right? So even though I was motivated, I'm like, yeah, let's go, we're going to go to the gym. Since we're going to meet at the gym, I, I was motivated. But then tomorrow at 5 a.m., when, when we actually got to do it, I'm still get up and get it done because I'm committed. Because I know even though I'm not in the mood to be motivated right now, I'm still going to do what I said. Um, so staying committed and then focus is just a combination of the two. We have to stay focused on what we decided to be committed to and disciplined about so we can move the business forward. So I feel like that is the third thing. They lack commitment, discipline, and focus. Fractured focus is like the poison to business growth. It's We have to be focused because we're so easily distracted. <laughs> but if you don't have laser focus, it won't, it won't grow. You know, I think it's funny. I think a lot of people don't correlate, okay, I want to be an entrepreneur. Let me self-heal first before diving in. I don't think most people think about that. And I like how you kind of include the therapy component with, okay, mm -hmm. let's figure out your mental and all the past traumas and stuff. Let's compartmentalize everything before we dive in. That's a really different um, perspective than I've ever mm -hmm. Heard anybody explain? I like it's that. almost like you know, entrepreneurship's like a relationship in a way, you know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. I like how you put that together because it is really that's really cool. It's great. I like that. It's different. Oh, I always say I'm not your average business coach because because I make sure that we we marry business development and personal development because I've seen and working with clients, it's necessary, and I and that's how I created the boss BBL. So um, I say all entrepreneurs on your journey, you have to have, you have to get and keep your boss BBL, which is an acronym for balance, boundaries, and limitations. Because I literally fell forward 
So I made all the mistakes so my clients don't have to. So when I was, of course, starting this entrepreneur journey, I was struggling with postpartum. I just had my son. My his my his dad and I were in the middle of just completely going separate ways. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know where to turn. But I also knew that I didn't have a choice to back down. So um, I had to make sure that I had some type of balance because as time went on and I, I was all work and no play, I ended up in the hospital from burnout and exhaustion. Then I got depressed. So it's like once you understand the value of getting and keeping your balance, maintaining boundaries with people and understand what your limits are, you're better able to handle the capacity that comes with being a high level CEO. Gotcha. Wow. You know, Angel, it's just so much amazing. Like, I feel like, Pam, I feel like she's spitting us like beautifully eloquent bullet points. Like, boom, boom. And it's very honest and it's from a good place, too. I really just honestly respect that. Because some people just talk and talk, you know, and I just feel, I'm serious. I just feel so much conviction in everything that you're saying. And I don't like she can back her ish up. Yes. You know what I'm saying? She can back her ish up because she has the story to go with it. Yes. You know, her actual life experience. So there's no way anybody can say, oh, she doesn't know what exactly. she's talking about. She's lived it. Exactly. She's, walking <laughs> she's walking through it. We all are walking through it. So we, you know, we are very grateful, extremely grateful to have somebody um, of your compassion, of your empathy to others, not sympathy, but empathy of your knowledge, um, you know, of your wisdom, you know, that you are sharing with others. Because you don't have to. You could keep that to yourself for you and Golden. But you're like, you know, you know what? Let me spread my knowledge. She's not a gatekeeper. Like, <laughs> she's she's out here like, I'm not gatekeeping. None of this, this is for everybody. And, you know, I truly yes. appreciate that. I really do. Of course. Angel, plug any socials that you have, like your Instagram or Facebook, um, any business accounts or LinkedIn or stuff that people need to follow so we can make sure that the viewers can see that and hear it. Um, any last words or remarks that you have before we uh, before we go into closing? Of course. So um, everything is Angelisha Jones or Angelisha J. So Angel is short for Angelisha. That's A-N-G-E-L-E-S-H-A and then the letter J on Instagram. And uh, TikTok and uh, Facebook and LinkedIn and the J is for Jones. So you can just type in Angelisha Jones. And of course, the management company is Golden Angel Management. And we're your golden angel on Instagram. <laughs> Period. <laughs> and then real quick, can you go ahead and tell us that Facebook group again? Because I, I know I will be joining that Facebook group. Uh, for the parents. <laughs> yes. uh, if you don't mind telling us that one more time for the parents out there. Of course. So it's called The Golden Angel Business Group on Facebook. But if you type in Golden Angel Management, you'll see the Golden Angel Management page and then the Facebook group will be on there. Fantastic. Nice. Well, guys, we heard it first. We got the exclusive from Miss Angel. Once again, Angel, thank you yes. so much for joining us um, on Dynasty Queens. Um, we really, like I said, hope that this platform will propel your mission to the masses. So we love to hear it um, from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. Um, so you guys, there you have it. Share your comments. Make sure that you subscribe to the channel. Don't just watch, subscribe. <laughs> and um, let's have a conversation. Let's have a forum. Let's talk about it. And 
any questions you have for Angel, we can probably have like a follow-up where she can respond oh, yeah. um, in the comments as well. So thank you so much again, guys, for another wonderful episode of Dynasty Queens. In closing, I am your girl, Mia J. And I'm Kayla Nicole. And until next time, this Dynasty is Dynasty Queens. Queens. Yeah. Thank you for having me. <laughs>